A couple weeks ago, we featured Aisha on our show as she spoke about the importance of giving back to her community. During the podcast, she spoke about some of the cases her organization takes on and addresses in order to fight change within her community. This week, we are continuing our talk with speaking with Aisha about stereotypes. She breaks down what it means to be a Nigerian as she speaks about the importance of tribal communities, the role religion plays in society, and the difference of the regions within Nigeria. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, so Aisha. Nigeria is a very religiously diverse nation. It's about 50 or 40, 60 Muslim and Christian. There's another 10% other. Um, can you first talk about what your religion means to you, your family, your community, and your identity, maybe? Okay. Um, to start with identity, first of all, I identify as a woman, a Muslim, then a Nigerian. So, um, I mean, that's just saying the most, to be honest, because um, my religion shapes everything I do as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's a way of life. It's not, it's not an ideology for me or something like that. It's, every, it's in everything I do. It's like the most basic thing I can explain to um, before I, the things I have to say before I eat, as far as drinking water when I'm sitting down, it's literally little things like that, that my mom's like constantly reminding me. It's a way of life. You need to keep reminding yourself in that way. And to be honest, you will find a lot of that in Nigeria. And unfortunately, though it is good, it kind of is not very good as well in parts because um, it's good to have that religious basis it's good to believe in your religion it's good to believe in something but also it's good to be educated about it and not just believe it just because i was born into it and which is something you find a lot of in nigeria we're just born into our religions so therefore we just follow you never learn about it more than that you just you can just go about i'm arguing about nothing because i just believe in god and you don't so you know you're unbeliever but yeah it's one of those things that i think leads to extremism as well because you never really learn about it you just go my parents brought me up in this religion so this is what i'm going to do for the rest of my life but it is a very big part of i think every nigerian's identity um recently there was a situation on twitter where the um a kid a muslim kid came out and said you know i'm atheist and i don't believe in religion anymore and he and he was in kano like I said, this is the most populated state in the north of Nigeria, and they took him to a mental home because you're not even allowed to have your opinions anymore as a person. Um, you know, uh, like I said, it's it's a good thing, but it could easily be a bad thing. You are speaking, of course, like you said, first a woman, then a Muslim, then a Nigerian. <laughs> Does, do you think that this also occurs in the Christian communities? Or do you, I mean, I know you can only speak on behalf of your own Muslim community. Do you think that this idea of uh, religion, mm -hmm. not dominating, but like being a part of every part of your day? Mm -hmm. Interesting that you ask. I wouldn't know as well. I could only... I, from when I was a kid, my parents never said, 
don't look into other religions or anything but yes they it's not like they gave me like religious freedom in any way but still like we went to catholic schools with my siblings and we've always we've always grown up with other christians or you know other sects of christianity and with what i find a lot with christians or a lot of people think that about them as like coming from my muslim community is that oh because they don't pray five times a day they don't remember god as much as we do but i found that it's it might be a lie because as far as i know i have a lot of catholic friends where i'm from and it is something you know they think about as constantly as i do as far as i've seen my friend right um I'm, God is with me on every paper when we were in school before she starts writing, you know, as maybe probably a Muslim or right? you know, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, not necessarily that, but just to give you an idea. But as far as that goes, to be honest, I, I'm not so sure as far as um, a, a Niger like a Christian identity, I could only like I've only seen maybe a perspective of it, like from one person's perspective, but I can't speak for them. So religion isn't a device, uh, isn't divisive then in terms of, you know, you said you just have Catholic friends. Mm. You, you won't only associate with Muslims then. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. That's an impossibility. And I think anyone who's trying to do that is just ignorant, especially in our country, because um, I've seen two religious crises when I was a kid um, in uh, Kaduna. And it's one of those things that people are easily riled up i was just talking to hussein about this actually people get easily riled up in our country when it's when it involves religion it's almost like religion is their final final stance on everything everything has to involve religion so they always go back to it and i think it'll be very ignorant for anyone to be like i'm a muslim and i'm just gonna be with muslims and i don't want to further anything you know this is why we have these problems that we do right now as far as Boko Haram goes and all that. Okay, speaking on behalf of the Muslim community, the stereotype that is often faced from abroad is that the internal issues in the Muslim community are just Shia versus Sunni. In the context of Nigeria, is that the case? Do you confront that issue often? Um, in Nigeria, actually, it's been very, that issue has kind of been very recent as far as the Islamic movement of Nigeria um, found in Kaduna, in, actually in Zaria, which is um, part of the state of Kaduna. And um, it was founded in the 80s. And actually, uh, there's been, of recent, there's been a lot of uh, controversy surrounding that because it seems it's more political. In Nigeria, it's never really been the sects. It's never really been Shia and Sunni. We've always known it's always political. And the political the politicians want to excavate the problems. They want to make it worse. As per usual, they want to use it to their gains and that is what is happening right now. It's it's really not. I don't um I don't think I've hardly ever been asked as far as being in Nigeria, oh, are you a Sunni or a Shiite? Um it's not a common question at all. Well, what kind of, um, as a Nigerian, what kind of a stereotype that you face usually um, about your country, maybe? Mm -hmm. How do you face it? I've thought about this question a lot. <laughs> um, it's interesting. People uh, normally now, every time I say I'm Nigerian, there's always somebody around ready to make, ha ha, Boko Haram. 
like it's not funny that's number one number two it's like um Boko Haram was literally just in the northeast of the state so for you to stereotype me by using that is just ridiculous and then uh i mean you get the common misconceptions that i've actually heard from people it's never i've never really heard it from myself like the common oh uh you're nigerians are loud well i'm i'm personally loud i don't know about the rest of nigerians but <laughs> um also you know because of our crime rates a lot of people ask oh are you going to send a message asking somebody for money yeah i'm not thank you very much um all these online scams and stuff like that i mean you have to con- consider that we are we have like we are the most populous country in africa we are the most populous black nation in the world you have to consider that the fact that because of that we do have a lot of crime and the fact that our governments do nothing about it we do have a lot of crime everyone has crime you know so i guess that's kind of the most annoying the only um one question i've been asked that i really really just didn't like and it came from one of my colleagues here was why do you speak english so well and i was like i don't know how to answer that because i'm nigerian and that's my lingua franca no she goes okay i don't know i don't know well don't ask me those kind of questions please find out um i just want to backtrack a moment because you brought up a very important issue uh with boko haram so besides breaking down you know that that not all nigerians are mm-hmm. a part of this or believe in it or support it what else would you tell people who are um con- perhaps misinformed about Boko Haram? What would what truth would you tell them other than besides their geography like in the north? Boko Haram is very much a political issue in Nigeria. I don't think it was um an extremist issue. It might have started that way, but I don't think it's presently that way or even before it got <clears throat> reduced by the government that it was present it was that way at all because um they they like at this point i feel like boko haram has even though the movement has been reduced the ideology is already set this is because um the gov- what the government did was um when the when the when the initial leader of boko haram Muhammad Yusuf was um preaching and they had an issue with him what they did was they killed him and they left his people to see that they threw him on the streets for his people to see beyond that they ended up sending a ton of christian soldiers to a place that is fully muslim and it seemed like a vendetta against those muslims so it turned it quickly turned political so much so that when um ISIS actually when uh Boko Haram pled allegiance to ISIS um a year or so after that the leader uh Baghdadi um said he wanted to change the leader of Boko Haram and Boko Haram was thinking why would he think he had the right to do that and basically what he was saying was that um <clears throat> Boko Haram had been killing other Muslims or the Sunni Muslims. So because of that, he um they don't want to have this kind of um they don't want to have that kind of controversy on themselves. I mean, I suppose yeah. So 
um, at the end of the day, it's very political, and a lot of politicians have used this to their game, um, like any other Nigerian problem, to be honest. You will always find foot, footsteps of like politicians there. So you think it's more political than religious? A whole lot more political than it's religious. You don't, what they're saying sometimes, like you hear it, it's sometimes we're thinking they're not even Nigerian. We're thinking they're coming from, I don't know, Niger or something. They don't even have the accents of a Nigerian. They don't have the dialects we speak. Some of them, like people believe they're mercenaries, you know, it's all over the place, to be honest. And um, Boko Haram, Wow. For people who are apparently like Wahhabist or whatever, they, they're, they're killing other people that are Wahhabist. As far as you have gone to school, as far as you're into politics, they don't like you. I remember when this president came on and he's a Sydney Muslim. They, they literally made, they released a video and said, oh, you think he's better than the last non-believer that came here he's not he's the same they're all non-believers and we're going to kill them all when you make comments like that people do have to question at least you know no but talking about um political interference mm -hmm. you told me that um there is a little um shia community in the north the islamic movement of nigeria yes and um iran is sending imams there and mm -hmm. influencing them with their religious and well political um agenda okay just so just to backtrack on that i don't think it's that they're sending people there i think it's that um the leader of it his name is ibrahim azakzaki the he's um he's he he um aligned his movement to Ayatollah Khomeini's um, revolution in the 70s, mm -hmm. 70s which, which is why exactly he actually, the movement was um, started in the 80s. So not long after the um, revolution and also the fact that the Islamic movement of Nigeria do not recognize the Nigerian government. So that, that was like because the point Because it's the Sunni government? I really don't know why. It, even before then, even before then, I mean, mm -hmm. we had other, you know, like, but they never did. But do they cause any problems within the Sunni um, population. Uh, population community? Is I don't. Are there tensions? There's definitely tensions right now. I don't think it's that they cause problems. I think it's that they um, people are just not comfortable when they see other people revolting against something that they that is commonly known in an area and especially in that area of nigeria like that is the state i am from and believe me it really does not take much for these people to start fighting it does not take much for a christian to kill a muslim it does not take much for a sunni to kill a shiite and it actually ended up with him right now the man is arrested and three of his sons were killed and a whole bunch of people were killed in fact a lot of international organizations came you know human rights is actually um the um the um yeah human rights watch is actually looking into this problem right now because um they found a mass grave that uh a lot of his followers were killed and put into it a lot of them were kids a lot of them were kids so yes like i said it's an ongoing problem right now there's a lot of tensions where that is concerned but they don't even make up up to five percent i doubt even they even make up to Three, to be honest, they're very small, you know, growing um, movement, and they have been 
you know, fight it. Like they, they come out on the streets, like make all these protests and they're, and people say they're destructing lives. And this is what led to the killings and him getting arrested and, you know, yeah. The so whole you don't works. think that um, this group is going to have a big effect on the daily life and peace? In this area i mean it's the place is already in shambles i mean thank god for our present governor he's doing really well but to be honest i don't i don't think i don't think it wouldn't as well because it's already it's already an issue it's already an issue we, like i said you really don't need much you don't need much to start an actual problem in kaduna state you don't need much it's it's a very diverse place we have well, over at least the uh, 60-something tribes around there given at any time of the day. So it's not, it's, it doesn't take, you know, that much. In terms of violence, just um, mm -hmm. making more traction in international media, especially yeah. considering Nigeria mm -hmm. and other violent um, extremist groups in Nigeria, do you find there's a difference in how people uh, talk to you being a Nigerian? I feel like people are just now realizing that, you know, Nigeria can even be more than crime. It can be, a, this, you know, hotbed for terrorists. So there is a change, but it's not that big of a change. It's just now it's like, oh, so you guys can do that too. Well done. My bottom on behalf of like two different things. What are, do you bring positive light to certain aspects of it? Or like, what are the things that you're able to bring to the table when people confront you with those statements? Um, to be honest, I will tell you whatever you want to know as far as do you, like, if you ask me, I will tell you. If you make a comment, uh, sometimes, you know, if I'm in a good mood, I will just kind of be sarcastic about it. I mean, that's not helping the situation, I guess, or if I'm in a really bad mood, then I'm not even going to answer you at all. Um, but I think what it is is, yeah education naturally you know you have to be the change as well so um it's it's okay like when people ask me these questions because i'm not the kind of person to be honest that finds um there's anything called a stupid question to be very honest with you because i ask a lot of them and um at the end of the day i do want people to ask me these questions so i can answer you i just just i mean catch me on the right day <laughs> <laughs> so a large reason that we're doing these podcast about breaking down stereotypes mm -hmm. is about gaining education and so we can give voice to people who don't always get a voice or are listened to specifically. I feel like we concentrate on certain areas of the world and Nigeria doesn't often get a voice. Can you educate us a little bit about some positive aspects of Nigeria or some facts that you want the world to know that are positive rather than these these bad things that we've been talking about for a while. <laughs> so the other day, <laughs> I was looking at um, this new world map that was pointing out everywhere in the world and what they're known for, what they're very um, good at, you know. And just to put it out there, the Emirates is known for men, in case you were all wondering. And then Nigeria is actually known for Scrabble. And that kind of made me happy <laughs> because... I had a very good education, and a lot of us that could afford it really had very good educations, like systems. And um, what else? Well, no, it's it's a very diverse country. It's very very beautiful. If you know, if it was safer, I wish it was safer, and I could invite everybody, but it's just not. <laughs> 
But beyond that, um, I mean, our music is one of the most amazing as far as I'm concerned in the world. You know, we, um, a Nigerian artist created Afrobeats, Fela Kuti, everyone out here. Um, <laughs> you know, um, we are, I guess, at the hegemon of our area. We are called the heart of Africa. That's all. <laughs> um, are there any kind of food specialties mm -hmm. that we don't know about? Because oh I personally God. don't know any. It's very true. But we heard it's really spicy. Ooh. Yes, I do love spicy food, but it's I like naturally it's not for everyone. <laughs> no, um, what I love about cuisine in Nigeria is because we have so many different tribes. Everyone has their kind of food. Everyone has their specialty. Everyone has the way they make their own type of food. It's so special. It's everything down to down to literally like. Uh, cow skin and cow legs and like people eat things like that oxtail and you like it sounds ridiculous but when you when you see them making it with so much passion and so much love you just kind of want to try it it's just kind of want to be like yeah i want to be a part of this but i guess our kind of our national food would be rice um jollof rice if you've never tried it it's not a ghanaian food it is nigerian <laughs> <laughs> I joke, but yeah, <laughs> we can share it. Um, I guess just because these tribal places make their food and they're so identified with that, do people primarily identify with their tribes or do they identify as Nigerians? People definitely identify with their tribes and this is why we still have the issues we have in Nigeria because people identify with their tribes. And you, if I move, if I was to move today from uh, being a Hausa person, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go live in one of these other places, even if I lived there for 200 years. And uh, my, sorry, I lived there for 100 years and my family comes after me and live there as well. I will always be a settler. I would never be an indigent. So we're trying to remove that and make it that you are a citizen of a place as opposed to like an indigent. So it's not about tribe. We're slowly trying to take that out, but naturally it's going to take time when people are willing to fight more for their tribe than they are their country. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. That's a stupid question then. Go ahead. Is it, how do you differentiate between tribes? Is it like something that you wear? Is it actually ethnic? Or a how, dialect? how do you know? It's your language. It's the mm -hmm. way you look. People from the north, actually, I'll give you an example, or the stereotypical northerner would be light-skinned, would be tall, would be probably very skinny, like my mother's people. Um, people from the middle, that is, um, sorry, no, from the southwest, let me say it that way, are more, are darker in skin, or then you have people from the southeast and the south south there you can find them they could be very yellow i wouldn't call it like like it's literally like a yellow kind of t t skin tone i mean it's not a bad thing it's actually a good thing but yeah um maybe like i said languages um also also traditional outfits definitely Knowing that when you meet someone from the north, she's probably covered. She probably has a hijab, or if not, she's like at least wearing a really big veil to cover herself, and her hair is always covered. And um, beyond that, I guess also 
um, yeah, dialects in English, actually. You could tell from the goat. The minute the person speaks, you know like what part they're from. So speaking of cultural diplomacy, yeah. um, is there any maybe intermarriages maybe between these those tribes or do they try to reach out to each other? Um, is there any kind of conversation or dialogue? There is a lot, especially between the north and the southwest. The, um, the southwest for me is that's why I said the middle earlier because that is like that is what connects us. You know, they're the kind of um, no fight zone over here type of situation. And people like we tend to mix with them because they they have both a lot of Muslims and a lot of Christians. So they're kind of a 50-50, whereas the north is mostly Muslim, and the southeast and the south-south are completely Christian. So these are the only, these are the people that normally mix, but on a one-off, one, you know, sometimes you find, say, a Hausa person married to an Igbo person. It is very, very mm-hmm. rare, very rare. And believe me, probably when you put this podcast out, somebody will say she's lying because it is very, very rare. I've seen it. This is why I actually say it. But yes, there is a lot of it, um, uh, intertribal marriages. The thing with that is also, though, that um, it's about, for this generation, my generation particularly, I feel like it's more, it's growing, you know, they've gone beyond even, like, marrying other Nigerians from other places. They, you know, you can see interracial marriages as far as Nigerians go. But the thing is, um, we have like parents who are so deep rooted in their cultures that they're not very agreeable to these things. They're almost like nervous about it. Like, no, 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 no. We don't. We don't want you to marry um, someone that is not from your culture. That's just too hard for us. How about we can't do it. Do they try to? Like I said, that is hardly a problem. Yeah. Nobody. Once you say you're Muslim, nobody really asks if you're a Sunni or a Shia. But um, I guess now it's a growing issue. Like if you're probably coming from Zaria and you want to go marry someone from Kano, that person's dad is probably going to ask you if you're a Shia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You very interestingly mentioned that the center. Mm is where there's a lot of blending happening mm-hmm. and that's also where they're they're neutral that's i don't know i think that's a phenomenon and i think that's wonderful that where there's more content like it, it seems based how you blind to that that, that geographically speaking that nigeria is like polarized mm. religiously speaking but not extremist just you have the christians you have the muslims in the middle where they blend is where there's peace or less fighting. I should less say less fighting. Less. Less. Is that true? I mean, that's what I. In my opinion, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's definitely true. I went to high school in those parts, you know, um, and our parents didn't think it as a big deal to send you there. It's it's right. Okay, it's six hours from here. It's about four hours from this other place. It's the perfect blend right there. But also, like I said, they they feel free to do that because they know there's Muslims there. And actually, just to not to bring up any other conversations, but there's actually they have completely different sects of Islam in this place. You find a lot of different sects of Islam in this place. But at the same time, nobody cares. It's like. Oh. They're Muslims and they're Christians. They understand each other better. As far as um, actually fighting, I haven't heard a lot of it, so I can't relate to it. But probably if you ask somebody that lives there, maybe it's a different case, you know, within their different local governments and councils and stuff like that. Maybe it's a different case. But I don't think I know 
I take that back. I know it's not as bad as the North. I know it's not as bad as the North or the South South. Do you ever see that <coughs> center expanding and like that way of life just kind of encompassing the rest of Nigeria where there, it just becomes a total blend? Mm, not to take not to take anything from what I said before, but they are Nigerians as well. So they are tribalistic as well. They do yeah. find pride in what they do. Like you, you're not going to meet someone like um, maybe like a, someone older from there that's not going to have something negative to say about someone from the southeast or from the north or from the south. I like it's always it's always going to be tribalistic. It's just that for them, they're more all of like most of them in that area are Yoruba. Okay. That is Dani. That is Shady. That is Hussein. Most of them there are Yoruba. Me in the north, I could I could um, you could find Hausa. You could find Kanuri, you could find Fulani, you could find them all around in the in the south, in the far south, 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 and southeast. You could find Igbo, you could find Robo, you could find Ishekiri. It's like all over the place. It's just that for them, they're that one tribe there. I mean, probably different clans and stuff, but they're that one Yoruba. Okay. Yeah. Because England was the former colonial power of Nigeria, do you think they should continue to play a role in combating some of the internal issues that have historically been part of the problems that are modern-day issues in Nigeria? Not even a little bit. What has France done for Mali? <laughs> Not even a little bit. Yeah. I'm sorry because um, I mean I'm, I really don't sit around like lamenting over the past. I mean it happened, you know, and you have to take it into consideration. And uh, but then you have to move on. It happened. But there's nothing you can do about it. Learn from it and then move forward. But we keep sitting around. A lot of African countries do that. Oh, we're depending on our colonial masters. But then you mm. come and say, we don't, what, what, how can they even call themselves our colonial masters? This is a problem for us. You can't contradict yourself that way. You can't contradict yourself that way. Stop asking for help when you know you can help yourself. You know, we know we are capable. Like Nigeria, I feel we are beyond capable of handling everything that comes around way unfortunately we have a lot of bad people and bad politicians and yes that that is our problem but i really don't think they don't play a role now and i don't think they should even a little bit i think because most of the time um these countries i'm speaking from a country where we had the british influence for a long time is that it's the easier answer you know instead of going out there and working hard for it and starting mm -hmm. from zero yeah know, it's it's easier to ask these uh, yeah true you know true. these countries well can you help us you know, so but I think in so Nigeria's case, position, no matter yeah. what, it continues. Yeah. yeah, in Nigeria's case, I feel like they've even looked more to the U.S. than they have to U.K. It's 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 literally like U.K. washed their hands off of it completely, which is completely okay with me. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Substances. Our takeaways today are that we can't take the one thing we know about a nation as the definition of a nation. And therefore, the only way we redefine our ideas of a country is by meeting many people from many different areas. Please send us a comment or email if you have any questions, and if you like our show, we would love it if you reviewed us or shared this with one of your friends. Thanks so much for listening.